Hey everybody, it's me. This is the Carl Experience. Season 2, episode 21. I did not think it would make it to 21. This is my second attempt at this recording. As you can see, I'm in the girls' room again. <laughs> kind of didn't have a choice because um, they're doing other stuff. So, yeah. They're doing mother-daughter stuff, so I'm figuring I'm staying in here and getting this stuff recorded. Let me check this message real fast. Oh, okay, anyway. <coughs> Welcome to the Carl Experience, I know. it's uh, Yesterday, I had this stuff recorded the other day, or was it yesterday? And I received a phone call from somebody who should have texted me instead of uh, calling me. And he laughed it off, but I told him he ruined 20 minutes of recording. Literally, I was 20 minutes into my po- into the podcast, and he decided to uh, just call and erase the entire thing. So I have to do this podcast. I have to do this version instead. Um, it made me, it gave me time to evaluate some stuff and to uh, write a script. And this episode that I picked, that I just randomly picked today is what constitutes disability or disabled versus being lazy. Um, I know this is, this topic is a bit of a far starter because there's so many diagnoses right now, but I'm going to lay some shit on it, uh, some shit, i.e. truth on you because some of you need to hear it, others don't. Now, people who mentally and psych, uh, who are mentally or psychologically challenged, and those bound to a wheelchair have issues with physiological, uh, the physiology of walking are okay to be on disability in my, uh, in my opinion. <clears throat> now, the difference between physiologic, uh, physiological, and just being lazy is I've seen instances where. I've seen people try to walk who physically cannot pull off the act of walking. And I give those people props for even trying to walk. And just like me, I have issues with, I have, uh, when people tell me to run, I can't physiologically pull off the act of running because my ankle isn't like the normal ankle, which is in the socket and, or, it's supposed to be where you're slightly in a socket and your foot can move all around because that's, you know, the way your foot's designed. My foot right now, my left foot, is like this. And literally, it's this is how it was illustrated to me by the, uh, the orthopedic surgeon. My foot's like this. It's cased up in this, so I can't move it a whole lot at all. I have limited mobility in that foot. Ergo, I can't run because that requires a level of flexion that I don't have anymore. Have I tried to have I tried to apply for disability after my uh, incident? Yes, and I was turned down by lawyers who said that I could not. Who said that my case wasn't good enough to get on disability, even with the uh, PTSD and everything else. We're like, no, yours isn't severe enough, so we're not going to take you. 
Okay, glad to know, but try getting a job when you miss list PTSD, panic attacks, and all that other stuff. It is everything that comes with PTSD, including the hypervigilance, because there are times where, I have to, where I'm at home, where I have to stop doing everything because my brain is going through the nasty possibilities, and then it goes back. And you have to let those slip through, apparently. <clears throat> but anyway... Others that just want to have just want to have a monthly check guaranteed to pay their bills without working. These people will fake issues, do heavy research, and coerce others into playing along with the narrative. I'm sad to say that I have to uh, that I have to report uh, that even I, as smart as I am, have been coerced into helping an ex get on disability. I vowed never to help someone like that again. She wasn't disabled, just merely lazy and using the living. Used to living with other people and okay with just letting everybody pay everything. This is true. I was duped. I felt it was in her best interest. Since I helped her get on disability, she in fact uh, she in fact uh, moved out. After I I, mo- I gave her a trailer because I moved out. Then she moved out of the out of said trailer. And then she moved in with one of her daughters, and she got bored. So she started working on her, what, second or third job in, uh, of, her, of her entire life. And then because she was making so much money, she just decided to drop disability because she had to be lazy to work, and she decided as a she decided that now being a grandmother, she now wanted to get up and work instead of being on disability, which I helped her get on. So now, if I hear she's on disability again, I just report that she's not disabled. She wasn't disabled in the first place; she was merely lazy, and while her. Her mother wasn't all there upstairs, you know. She wasn't completely a basket case drooling on herself. Her mother was okay with living in a van out in uh, California, out in the lower L.A., out in the southern L.A. area or something. And we chilled out for a while. But her mother was happy sleeping in their van, and we're talking everything in that van. They're poo- they were pooping in a a normal household trash receptacle and emptying it every day. It's like literally, and they were making cigarettes and handing them out to all their fr- all their homeless friends, even though do, uh, apparently uh, my ex's mother's boyfriend had a job. They felt it was their duty to help supply all the homeless people with cigarettes. Um, for me, i i went to uh, I went to California with my ex, and probably had the worst time. Well, uh, had the worst time of my life being around their kind of people. When we got around the kind of people I usually hang around, you know, uh, people who aren't. so bogged down and disillusioned by the system that they can operate. Yeah, I fixed my collar. It was bugging me. I just now noticed it was off. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, went to the beach, saw some normal, uh, saw a buttload of normal people, and I ended up waiting past where I was supposed to because I was on a boogie board. I went out to where the surfers usually are and found out I wasn't supposed to be there. I found out from one of the lifeguards, but I got to see a lot of uh, nice bodies shaking around, so I'm not going to complain too much. But yes, she was on disability. I hope I can get on disability. And I have seen so many people that need to be on disability that aren't on disability. Uh, excuse me. And I've also seen people that do not need to be on disability who are whiny brats because they don't want to work. Well, my mom didn't work. Or my grandma didn't work. Different era of so, uh, of uh, a society. <sighs> now, I have friends on both sides of the spectrum. I know plenty of people who are on disability who don't need to be on it, and people who are on it that need to be on it, and there are also people who should be on disability who aren't on it. As an adult, I always, I've always, always had a problem with able-bodied and able-minded people being on disability. Being just plain lazy is something I never understood after 1990. Before 1990, from like 1980 when I was born to 1990 when I was 10, yeah, my grandmother called me a porch monkey, which I didn't know was racist until I watched uh, Clerks 2. I had no idea. Literally. I called my own kids porch monkeys, and people used to look at me funny. I had no idea why until I saw the movie. It's like, really? That's racist? My grandmother used that to describe me, because I'd sit on the porch just to watch people. Instead of going out and doing stuff. So, they got called a porch monkey. And if anybody here has, has a problem with me saying porch monkey, my grandmother called it to me. I grew up with porch monkey being what lazy people did. You know, or what I was doing, sitting on a porch when I was a kid, just staring at people, not doing a damn thing. That, to me, growing up as a porch monkey, not a racist terminology. So if you have a problem with that, well, I can't help you with that. Um, I didn't grow up with overt racism like that. Because while my mother knew all the slurs, she didn't use any of them until we were much, much older. We were teenagers before my mom started using colorful metaphors and of the racial disparities. <sighs> now, um, speaking of people I know who are uh, who have been on disability or whatnot, my history with it. Um, <coughs> back in two thousand or so, I had an ex. Her name was Nancy. She was 32 to th somewhere between 32 and 36 years old. She had kids of her own who were living in the system and an ex. I saw the pictures of her kids and we were friends with benefits, you might say. I really wouldn't call it dating. I was literally just coming. I was being brought up to Newton to have fun for the weekend with her. And we only we were only together for like... Not even two months. And most of that two months we were together, when we were actually together, was spent uh, having fun in adult manners. But um, she was on disability, and the way that she had three other roommates, because she had a four-bedroom place. Her roommates came and went as they pleased, all that nice crap. Most of them stayed in their room, because we are talking about, like, 
2001 to maybe 2003. I think it was 2001 to 2002. But I went home with uh, her on the first night. We had fun. Uh, and then I started coming over on certain weekends when she didn't have her kids. For some reason, she was afraid to have me over when her kids were there. So I never met her children. But I found out on the second to last weekend I was there that her that her ex, who was a uh, darker complected man, let's just put it that way. I suppose I could say black because I really don't give a shit about the connotations of using black or African American. But I guess you say yeah, just say it was uh, he was black and. He was dressed up in some sort of weird fucked up tracksuit or some shit, I don't recall. I was a little preoccupied with what I was doing and what we were doing, um, what her and I were doing, as opposed to what he was doing. But he walked in on us in the act, and she was, she was busy screaming at me that he that for some reason he kept a key. She thought she got the key from him, so I went uh, He was, he would, apparently he entered the house, uh, got right in front of the door, stripped down to nothing, got himself aroused, and then entered the room, not knowing what the hell was going on. According to the conversation that she had with him a few, a few months later, he thought she was using a vibrator and... Yeah, he ended up getting kicked out. I took, I got the key out of his, uh, uh pocket... Threw all of his clothes outside, so he was outside, naked as a jaybird, in Newton. And, yeah, she was on disability because she couldn't psychologically deal with a lot of things. She still can't. And now she's gray-haired and looking for, lo uh, looking for love because apparently people who are mentally unstable can't find uh, stable love. Go figure that one. Okay, next up was Loretta Willits who used to be one of my friends on Facebook until a couple years ago, because I just, she hasn't improved at all. She likes her a lot in life to the point of stupid. Uh, kind of find out after I broke up with her, I was only dating her for a few months. And I think it was three, maybe six months. Was friends with her for several years afterwards, but we're talking like 20 years ago. But I found out after I broke up with her <clears throat> that she wanted to be a horse. Like, running on all fours, neighing like a horse. She had this fetish, this weird fantasy for horses. I don't know if she's a furry or not. You'll have to look up what furry means. I don't really want to explain it on this podcast. Not this episode, anyway. But, uh, yeah. She was on disability because she was clearly off her rocker. And I talked with her mother, and her mother is... I see why my ex is the way she is because of her mother. Her mother and her father... Her mother claimed she was... Uh, her mother claimed that she was raped, and that's how, she w uh, that's how Loretta was born... But I wasn't there, and her mother's not all there, and uh, her mother is one of those people that just wanted to be a hippie. 
she missed out on the hippie era somehow. But Loretta herself was... She wanted male attention, and the only way to get male attention with every guy she was getting with at that time, every every guy successively that she got with, it was she was putting out on the first date. She was doing what they wanted to do on the first date, which, you know, being 20, being 20 or 21, whatever the case may be, I think it was 20 back then, she she liked to get, getting with guys and uh, doing whatever they wanted to keep for them to stay there. She did. She was even married to a guy, and apparently, even he said she put on the first date. I mean, she was doing everything on the first date that he wanted to do, but she was mentally unstable. Just like when she, uh, in my life goal at. My One of my goals at that point was to become a bicycle repairman, which I already was. I was just unsure of how to go about it professionally, let alone I was building houses at the time and stuff. So I was busy during the week, so we had to get together during the weekends. I was also tearing trannies apart, as I remember back then, too. But, uh, yeah. Then, um, let's see. We go down to, oh, then in between there, uh, I had to deal with this chick in Newton, who was a friend of my ex, Nancy. This chick weighed at three, no, 400 pounds back then. 400 pounds, an abusive ex named, named Earl. Yes, the Dixie Chick song, the Country Dixie Chick song, Earl Had to Die. That was her theme song. Every one of her friends sang it because apparently he was an abusive a-hole or whatever. <clears throat> The problem was that she was constantly talking about um, getting on disability. That way she could afford, that way she could have extra money at the end of the month and didn't have to work for it. And it would be just so much easier not to have to work because then she could just lay in bed all day when she doesn't feel good and all this other crap. And it's not fair how some people get on disability, but she can't get on it. So she was. She basically grew up a. Uh, She grew up a pampered, sheltered, lazy, whiny bitch. She could do work. She didn't want to work. Uh, it's really sad. And the, and the same goes for uh, Nicole Halls. You can look her up on Facebook, too. I don't give a rat's ass because I'm not the one sleeping with her. Nicole Halls, um, she's friend of the guy. Uh, she's, a, she's an ex-wife of the guy I used to work with. When we were junking and making a buttload of money. But, uh, yeah. She was able-bodied and able-minded, but set on being on SSI because, as she put it, it was security. She never had to worry about where the money was going to come from to pay her bills. I, Unless I'm mistaken, I believe she made it on S, uh, She got on SSI, but I'm not sure. But she was buying... All these, all these women have, uh, were looking up various things. Well, Loretta and... Uh, Nancy didn't, but everybody else is buying medical books, looking up conditions, uh, psychopathies, psychoses, everything that would keep them on disability. They were actually researching what they could possibly have that would exclude them from normal work. Do I approve of this? No, I don't. Work. 
get off your dead ass and work. Just because you don't like working doesn't mean I don't like working either. I'd rather stay. I'd rather uh, do a uh, butt ton of other things that we still have to work. I have a working tattoo uh, tattooery and other such stuff, you know. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah, I know. I just it's it's been a weird week. I spent all day yesterday doing uh, random things, but yeah, I get to that here at the end of this. Uh, deluge of things um yeah with nicole halls she had <clears throat> back when i first met her she her daughter was like three or four or something some she was just barely old her kid was just barely older than my kids she wasn't pregnant with her second kid yet so she would she had a uh, a model's body but not the brains. And to kind of find out, she thought because her dad and her uh, brother made a lot of money that she could go off and do the same thing. She she should be the brains of everything. And so like the business that my partner and I started years and years ago, she decided she was going to be the brains of that. She she found out that she had to fuck, and she she ended up finding out that she had to wake up and at oh my god o'clock in the morning <clears throat> because usually I was up at like five or six a.m. get my kids off to school and then I'm ready to go to work. Whereas his wife or his wife then Nikki, she would sleep in until like eleven or twelve. Because she felt they needed to stay up till 2 or 3 in the morning and party with all the other adults. And do whatever the hell she wanted to do. She wasn't... She didn't have uh, enough experience. And then apparently she got up and started running things like she wanted to run them. And we got to the point where I literally looked at uh, dude and I'm like, yeah, this ain't happening. If she's here, <clears throat> because she was keeping track of the books and everything like that, and at one point she suggested that I take over the business and give them 60% of all the profit. Okay, on a business that he and I started together, and we split everything 50-50, because we were junking at the time, so... And we were junking appliances, so there was no need for him to keep money back for a title work. Because he used to junk cars back then, too. But she thought because her dad and her brother were intelligent, so was she. That doesn't always work out. So when they asked me, if I, when he asked me, because she told him that I should be running the business, and them getting 60% for staying at home doing not a damn thing... Originally, it was I was to keep 30, they were to keep 70. Oh, hell no. When you get paid, the first thing that comes out is expenses, gas, oil, repairs to any vehicle, filling the gas tank up, all that crap. I'm not going to take that out of my 30%. I'll take that out of their 70%. But yeah, we ran like that for two weeks. And, uh, and then he finally told me, run it the way you want. It was like, Dude, if I run it the way I want it because you're not working anymore, just because you have a vehicle doesn't doesn't mean you come pick me up 
take me to your house, and then I take the vehicle you pick me up in and go out and work all day while you sit at home not doing a damn thing except keeping your wife in order or in line. Because even watching her kids for three hours a day was overwhelming. Yeah, not buying it, not touching it, not even going to touch that crap. But I told him that a 30-70 split wasn't going to happen. Because straight off the top, gas, repairs, paying and uh, paying people, paying everybody but us, came first. He's like, well, i got to keep a certain profit, dude. You can go off and do, you can do, go off, you don't have to pick me up every morning. You can stay at home and sleep in. You're going to lose money at it, but you can do that. After everything else is paid, whatever's left over is profit. <clears throat> and his problem is, is he was trying to, he was a, he was a con man, so he was conning people out of a buttload of money, because he, he always knew I was going to be on his ass. I knew how much everything was worth, I knew how much money it made, so he couldn't con me into that stuff. And it was rather funny, because once I told, one, I, at the end of the two weeks, when he said we're going to revert back to the old business model of 50-50, that way we don't have any of these issues, because I was running a crew of two other guys in the truck, and yeah, I was I was coming home with like maybe 50 bucks a day, and the old system, I was coming home with uh, 200 plus dollars a day. I was making somewhere like $200 a day just on vehicles. I was getting paid $20 per car, and I was the tow vehicle. So, yeah, this, this whole business model we had before she interjected her nose worked. Then when she when we ended it, she was mad because they went from having loads of cash to now they had to actually stop eating at Cheddar's and all these nice restaurants every night because she wanted to go out and eat at certain places with her boobs hanging out, with her cooter hanging out of her shorts. She wanted to show off the fact that they had money, and she didn't have to worry about dressing a certain way. Well, there are certain restaurants you have to you have to dress a certain way, not when you're bo not looking like a call girl. <clears throat> but <clears throat> she wanted to make money for doing nothing. She wanted to get most of the money from the junking business that he and I ran without the business know-how of how to do so. Now, then there's my ex, Cherie, who was able-bodied and uh, minded, but again, wanted to be on SSI for that security crap. And honestly, towards the end of our relationship, when I left her, it was, she was out of the bars all the time, and I was at home stuck watching the kids, and they were my kids. She was like, well, you're destroying my family. When I broke up with her, she's like, you're destroying my family. I was like, what family? You go out five nights a week. You leave at 7 p.m. And you don't come back till 3 or 4 a.m. Because you're hanging out with all these people. Well, you're not a parent. You're just, here to, you're just here to slump and then move on. She, as of right now, I think she's held like four jobs in her entire life. I wish I could say I've had that few jobs in my life, but. I've had to work harder. Now, with the exception of, uh, exception of Nancy and probably Loretta, ooh, 
All these ladies had nothing wrong with them that would prevent them from working other than wanting an income they didn't earn or deserve. Now, we all know those people who should be on disability who can't function properly in society. And and this is going to sound mean, but I've got a brother who's uh, mildly mentally retarded, so we <coughs> throw the uh, retard word around a lot. Not offensively. Not unless somebody really deserves it. But, like with my kids, especially my older ones, and they're like, well, I did this, so why did you do something so stupid? I mean, are, are you retarded? And they're like, well, that's a... I'm not retarded, Dad. I know, but you're making the same choices that a special needs kid would make. Well, I'm not that dumb. Obviously, something must be... Uh, something I must uh, not equate with that, because... If you're making bad choices, knowing that they're going to have bad consequences, that leads me to believe that you're thinking like a retard. Like, you've got an extra gene in there somewhere that you don't need. Well, oh, you know, I get excuses every time uh, they make bad decisions, but I, I mean to bolster them. And for a lot of these people, they just weren't pushed. Like my brother... My brother was found face uh, face down in a pool when he was a toddler, and he suffered mild brain retardation. So he was considered an unnatural idiot. He was born perfectly normal, but because of issue, because of that issue, now he has mild brain retardation. And when we were growing up, we got to a certain point to where my dad was involved with my younger sister's activities. And then he, um, <coughs> it's almost like he just gave up on parenting. He got to the point where my sister was, where my little sister had almost graduated high school. And my brother would have been the next year. My dad just kind of gave up. And he was also uh, trying to spark a fire between him and his, one of his exes from back in high school while still married to my mom. Now, had my dad not been so busy trying to get a piece of ass and actually worked on parenting my little brother, my little brother probably would have made it a lot farther. But my dad, my dad when my brother was younger and he was going through puberty, my dad was going through his wild, stupid drinking phase. Where him and uh, him and his friend would come over and drink a case of beer a piece every damn weekend. They'd come over and just they they would hit up the uh, the nudie bars and every play. You know they hit up the strip clubs, everything. Then come home after spending all that money, tipping the waitresses and getting drunk, and we'd be left in destitution. Because my dad was too busy paying dancers and blowing money on overpriced beer and overpriced uh, ladies. Instead of spending the time with his four kids and wife. But that's why I think it's messed up. But I've seen so many lazy damn people get on disability. It's not even funny. I've seen people who need to be on disability who are like, well, I can't get on it. Literally, they legitimately should be on it. 
You know, I've seen women who wig out. I've and the troubling part for me is I'm running into this more and more nowadays, is to where they have one slight incidence. Like uh, there's a chick I met not that long ago, who she was punched in the face once on accident and now she's applying for disability she's gone to drugs and she i've had to dissociate with her because she is too uh, too toxic a person for me to be around she's now suffering and now she claims she's suffering from severe ptsd she has panic attacks anxiety attacks breathing uh hypervigilance she sounds like she read through the whole eight, uh, uh, PTSD uh, handbook and watched some drug addicts go at it. So she's, uh, it seems to me as though she studied their habits and then started just copying them so that she would fit in to get on disability. Now me, I have PTSD. It might be, uh, you might consider it low grade, but I still have panic and anxiety attacks, uh, hypervigilance. The whole list, you know. I can't, I can't have flashbacks. I can't have flashbacks of the event because I don't remember the event at all. That memory, that part of my memory is gone. But, like, my sister's ex-husband's girlfriend, I don't know if they're married or not, but her grandfather died. And she claims to have PTSD. She claims to have PTSD from that. Just from her grandfather dying. <coughs> I wouldn't have a problem with that, except I lost my grandmother back in the early 90s. Somewhere between 90 and 93. Kind of hard to remember. I'd have to look it up. I've got Ancestry, so I can look that up. But I lost her, and she was the only person who could beat me at Wheel of Fortune and... A couple of other games because I was beating everybody at it. Uh, my grandmother died and it hurt, but it didn't cause PTSD. I lost my grandfather back. I lost my grandfather Cunningham back in 1987. Watched him die on the couch. Don't have PTSD. But why I don't have PTSD is probably more likely the issue because of. Uh, how I was brought up. But, you know, this per this person who tells me she's got PTSD from her grandfather dying, I'm not buying that. You know how many people have had good relationships with their grandparents and their grandparents died? I mean, my grandmother, uh, my grandma Barbara died, what is it, uh, almost two years ago? I miss her immensely. <clears throat> That lady had more gumption in one finger than most people do nowadays. But when she died, it hurt me. I broke down. This is a woman who raised, who helped raise me to be independent and self-sufficient. I told her I wanted money to go. <coughs> I told her I wanted money to get ice cream from the ice cream truck. So what does she do? She has grandpa, um, my grandpa died, built me a lemonade stand so I can sell lemonade to uh, make money to uh, buy a bike. Two weeks later, I had the bike that I wanted. 
little Spider-Man 18-inch uh, bike. I learned how to bike in two weeks. I wanted that bike so bad, and because I did it so fast and kept selling lemonade, eventually my grandmother got making got tired of making the lemonade for me, so she stopped making it. I shut down the stand, and she used the extra money that I hadn't used, apparently, to buy me a guitar, which I never played, because I was too busy playing as a, as a kid. Now, anyway... I don't believe <coughs> that this chick had PTSD simply from her grandfather dying. And then she talks about her grandfather was in the military and he was uh, put in jail falsely before he died. But he died when she was young. And then her dad was uh, a sheriff's officer who was framed and arrested. And he spent, I think it was she said, he spent like 18 years in jail and then he died. I'm not going to buy all that because apparently this same chick who's got a father who died, uh, who died when she was older, but a grandfather's death who caused PTSD also has two uncles who run, who are the highest ranking military members in the United States Navy. So I asked her what her uncle's names were, looked up the highest ranked military members in the Navy. Nobody even comes close to the rank she's talking about. And then she gave me, then she tried throwing out a rank. It's like, that's actually really low in the Navy. <clears throat> but she's on disability because she's just flat out fucking crazy. So, this, <laughs> dogs being pains in the asses. But, um, yeah, now it's come time for other things. And I will be completing this podcast uh, here shortly. I have to take a break because i got to get out there so my wife can get to work on time. Then I'll record the second half of this. And, yeah, hopefully it should be more interesting. So, all right. <coughs> Back to where I was, I think. I got to take over the living room again because wifey left at work and monkey's in there watching uh, cartoons finally. She was playing with her Legos for the longest time. But, um, yeah, uh, back to what we were discussing here. Because for me, it's been like two or three hours since I uh, was talking. But, uh, as I was saying before, the the chick that uh, claims to have gotten PTSD from watching her grandfather die at a very young age... I don't believe her in the slightest. She lies constantly. She does a lot of things that are contrary to PTSD. Um, and I don't see it as a positive thing because if you're if you're claiming you have PTSD, you have certain symptoms. You freak out. She overreacts in such a way that I was watching her cry one time and. I started explaining to my wife what stages she was going through, and I said, uh, and I, I said, I was saying these stages quite loudly that way she could hear me. And then I said, and now she should start oinking like a pig. And the chick started oinking like a pig. And then when I told her to stand up and stop crying, she acts like she's doing all this crap, and you know, she she stands up and she's still wailing. 
Only problem is her face is completely, there's not rosy, there's not discoloration in her face at all. There's no tear stains. Her skin's not uh, warm and uh, soft from tears. She had literally faked having a fit. And uh, I don't go for that. I don't buy that being on there. But um, <clears throat> there are many people I know who are now on disability. Well, I don't know shit tons of them, but I know enough of them that it generally pisses me off because I'm like, why are you on disability? Because I needed the security. Why not go out and work? I don't know if I can work. That's when you go get a job and find out. I mean, hell, in 1992 when I was 12, I went out and cleaned and I asked uh, the lady uh, that ran the laundromat if I could get a, if I could uh, help her clean the laundromat for money. At 12, mind you, she's like, okay, you help me out and I'll give you a quarter for uh, for every time you help me clean. So I would spend, I would come there with, you know, all the laundry my parents sent me with. And I would, while the clothes were clean, while the clothes were doing their thing, I would be busy cleaning the uh, laundromat. After I got done with the, uh, cleaning all that, she gave me a quarter and I spent it on the pinball machine. Well, needless to say, within a few weeks, I got really good at pinball. Obviously, I didn't want to waste that quarter on knowing, not knowing how to play the game. Honey, bed. Wife's dog. But it generally irks me that some people, I, in, according to uh, some uh, uh, a guideline I read 10 to 16 years ago, is that if you were in excess of 300 pounds and you were like five foot five, you were eligible to be on disability because you were fat. And a lot of pe a lot of people, women and men, both started getting fat and then they're claiming that they can't get up and work out because they're too fat. Well, you got fat to get on disability and now you're overweight and wonder why. Well. And no, I'm not saying that being overweight is a bad thing all the time. But when you use it, say, well, I can't do this because I'm fat. Then change it. If, uh, like all the all the people who complain about they can't do stuff with their kids because they're overweight. Fix it. I mean, if I could fix my ankle. And by the way, just so as you know, right before I started recording this, I was in the kitchen um, filling up my daughter's uh, water cup. It's got a light-up bunny on the top. It's, you know, plastic. It's got a crazy straw going down in it. An ordinary thing to do. In the middle of me taking the lid off, my foot, my, uh, something in my foot moved, and I went into so much pain that I about screamed. Knowing that my six-year-old doesn't need to hear that, I simply had to bellow a few times for my daughter to come out, and she went ahead and brought out my cane. So now, for the rest of the day, I will be using a cane. Am I proud of that? No. But I'm glad she's old enough to help me out. I true. I am. Otherwise, I would have been literally crawling across the floor getting my cane. That's the kind of uh, pain level I'm at. I mean, even if I put a brace on it, it's not going to do anything. I don't know what the problem is. 
But it's the first time I think that that's happened. I mean, I could probably, I might be able to remember another time when it happened, but this time was very specific. My wife left for work like an hour ago. <clears throat> and yeah, it was painful. So yeah, I'm not talking from, I'm not, I'm not in perfect shape, but um, I have a cane. If it gets too bad, I need to go to the uh, store. Well, that's when I have my uh, uh, daughter uh, walk with me in a wheelchair. I will uh, have her walk beside me while I wheel myself to the store, if need be. I'm still going to run. I'm still mobile. But, um, yeah, I've, I've met people who faked, who researched illnesses, faked disorders. Like, here's this chick who had, a, she spent three years learning how to count up to 10,000 just so she could uh, track or claim that she was tracking every step she took. After three years, she finally got on disability. Once she was on disability, stop counting, period. Terrible math. I mean, she went from not knowing any algebra to being a wizard algebra. I mean, you could put uh, an algebra equation in front of her, and she'd have the damn thing figured out in like 10 seconds. Me, you put algebra in front of me? Uh, yeah, no, not going to happen. <laughs> I don't do the variables. I'm not good at math. I mean, I can run my own business, and I can do I can uh, do business deals. I can tell you if something's a good deal. But as far as actually doing math, no. There's no chance. Hold on a second. Getting another piece? Okay. You want to get that big piece? Are you just going to take the first piece you get, huh? Alrighty, love you. All right, close your door, please. Thank you. Okay, yeah. But, um, yeah, people who've been through a violent ordeal like my car wreck or uh, uh, um, my daughter's biological mother, uh, she got on disability, but then again, she had, and we were at an incident. She had an incident at a play, at an event we were at that ended very badly for most of us, and so she ended up on disability and making all sorts of bad decisions after the decision. Hold on, I gotta respond to this jackass before he uh, interrupts the podcast. Oh. It's hard to type sideways, you know that? <clears throat> but yeah. Um, people who have been beaten, battered, broken, and suffer from like battered woman syndrome or battered man syndrome, I get that. Um, my... The hardest thing for me uh, uh, growing up was learning to deal with everything because when I was when I was growing up, my dad didn't let, if you sit and moped and cried about stuff, my dad gave you a first you know the first day or so to conge uh, to wind then after like three days like okay, time to get the fuck up, time to get up and 
Go do everything else. Can't spend forever moaning. And yeah, I get that there are some differently traumatic things like being molested, which I would never wish on anybody except the people who do the molesting. Um, rape. Um, getting the crap beat out of you uh, without you de having deserved it. Uh, auto accidents. You know, where you're not at fault. Somebody literally, you know, for me, I was hit by an SUV, so... Should I be on disability? Most likely, yes. Am I on disability? No. Uh, just like when I went to apply for unemployment. I tried it once, and then they said, oh, you got turned down. I don't... If, if they don't think I'm worthy of uh, unemployment the first time, and then everybody tells me months later, oh, you should have kept on going, they always turn you down. I've never had unemployment. I don't know what the hell that's like. So for me, I was like, get turned down once, move on, do something else. And so, yeah, that's why whenever it's like, well, you've never collected them. No, I've never collected unemployment. Not even when I had my job for two and a half years at Home Depot. I tried for uh, unemployment. They turned me down. Yeah. It's not my fault everybody in, in Helen Creation is trying to screw with the system. Like when I tried to, uh, when I tried to, when I thought about applying for disability because of the car wreck. I spent some time thinking about it, and finally my wife's like, you're waiting too long, you should do it now. I did it, and didn't nobody would take on my case because they said I was too high-functioning. Well, high-functioning doesn't excuse the fact that even when I used to bike to work, because we lost the SUV and then I was biking to work, I was still having panic attacks. Uh, 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 there were entire sets where my brain would see me getting clobbered by a truck from falling off the bike and, and I would roll the road, get run over, split up into a bunch of pieces, and all sorts of ungodly stuff. Hold on, guys, I need to get up and check. What is making that damn noise? Oh, <laughs> that's funny as hell. That noise you're hearing, if you can hear it in the background, there's a dude who is in a car wreck or some crap, and his bumper is falling off of his car. So he's dragging his bumper while he's trying to park where he's supposed to be. So if you can hear that noise in the background, that grinding noise, that's his bumper trailing him. It's hanging on by like one bolt. So, okay. Now that excitement's over. Um, yeah. Do I believe that people that are necessarily slower than the rest of us need to be on disability? No. I know some people who are a lot slower than me, and they're not on this. Uh, they're not on disability. I also know some people who are a lot slower than me who are on disability, who don't get pushed because they get because their parents baby them. Just like with my little brother, my dad just just decided to start babying him, just throw money at him. And I don't believe that's right. I mean, when I was, when, like when I was uh, in middle school, I wanted to sleep because I was going through growth spurts. My dad didn't let me sleep. I fell asleep once watching a movie, and my dad whooped my ass. And I mean, I could not sit down. 
He smacked me on the back. He gave me a good slap at the back of my head. And he slapped me again to get me up out of the chair. Then when I got up, he slammed. He hit me, uh, started hitting me with his uh, uh, Hickory Sorority board. Which, needless to say, is not the funnest thing in the planet to feel against your butt. Every time I'd try to, every time I'd be close to passing out, it was do something else. Yet when my brother hit the same stage, oh, he's okay, because my dad was home for his. You know, he'd come home and uh, pass out, and my dad's like, oh, he's a growing boy. Dad, I was growing 10 too. He didn't let me sleep six hours. Because my brother was special, he got to sleep, and I didn't. Some people would say that probably did stunt my growth, and it might have. But I got pushed, and my brother didn't. Just like with so many, so many uh, people that are slower, I found that in certain cases, if you push them, they'll surprise you. Well, I can't do, you know, I've been around people that are 40, 50, 50, uh, 40, 50 and 60 years old. So I can't do this because they were conditioned a certain way and they don't want to have their world rocked anymore than it already has been. Unless they want to change, it ain't going to happen. But for others, who if you just give them a slight push ever so much, that little slight push turns into a whole life-changing experience because they find out their limits aren't what they thought they were. But as far as the people trying to pull con jobs, I don't appreciate those people. Those people don't need to be on disability. They need to get up off their dead ass, get a job, and work. Now, given the pandemic situation, it's a little different, but that's... I, nowadays, like, for instance, we have so many people that are now suffering from... Uh, a lot of people who say they're suffering from fibromyalgia. And this disease is, this condition has been around for a long time, but there are people who spend 20 years going to doctors just to, find, just to get uh, one person to tell them what they supposedly have. <coughs> My problem with that is the people who uh, doctors shop. They go around to doctor after doctor after doctor looking for a negative prognosis that will prove their case for disability. Now, my wife's aunt, who has uh, fibromyalgia, she also has a cage in her spine. Like she actually, I've seen the x-rays. I almost threw up when I saw those, and I've got an iron stomach. This lady is in more pain than I'll ever be, uh, than I'm, I will probably ever be in in my life for the most part. Ow, trying to move my foot there. It doesn't feel very good. But yeah, this lady's going to be in pain for the rest of her life and takes, and she deals with pain quite well considering how much pain she's in. Other people complain about, complain about their joints hurting. You know, I've seen a lot of, I've seen a lot of ladies who are overweight and then they complain about their joints hurting. Well, when you're 450 pounds and you're five foot nothing and you try to move with all that fat on it, you're going to have difficulty moving. That's just the way that is. You can't weigh 450 pounds to 500 pounds at five foot and, you know, have these barrels of fat on your arms and all this other crap that aren't supposed to be there and you complain about moving. Well, you've got to do something else. But for this new wave of people who talk about, uh, what is it, uh, limb neuropathy? I'm not going to say pain. I'm not going to say foot neuropathy, but 
extremities, neuropathy, tingling of the hands, feet, all this other crap. Well, when you sit down all day and you just bitch and bone because you can't do anything, but you're on the phone all the time, and you don't get up, well, that's kind of behind that. No, my, no, I'm not saying that if you got the, if you were with somebody for a while and it beat the crap out of you, you don't have PTSD. Because I'll give you, oh, I should have been, I should have been uh, diagnosed with PTSD back then from my oldest mother. But uh, yeah, it becomes an issue. I have issue with those people who don't need to be on it. <clears throat> the people who are just lazy and want to continue being lazy and you know for the, for the people who wake up in pain every morning because they're overweight and they complain about it just hurts all over i'm not that overweight shut the light off and close the close the door Now, I'm a little overweight. I'm not, like, morbidly obese. I'm, like, 50 pounds overweight, which I gotta lose. But it's almost discouraging when they tell me they're waking up in pain. And after my wreck, uh... What, monkey? Monkey! Why is your door swinging at all? Close it. Close your door and sit down in your chair. But yeah, ever since my accident, every single morning I've woken up, and I mean every single morning since I woke up on, uh, after October 3rd, 2016, I've woken up in pain. Sometimes it's harder than others to get out of bed. But every morning I still get out of bed. Every single morning. It hurts. I'm not going to disqualify you for, uh, uh, disqualify you out of the realm of uh, pain. But it hurts every morning to get up. Every morning when I get up, I'm in pain. Every single morning. It's not fun. But I get up. I do what I can. When I was, when school was in session, I was getting a monkey up, getting her dressed, getting her ready, taking her to breakfast, and then walking her to class, and then coming back home. I was waking up at 6.30 in the morning, doing all this, and I finally get home about 8.15. At that point, I think I'd had, like, I think I'd get myself, like, a hot uh, a cappuccino, you know, from the powdered cappuccino mix, and uh, uh, hit up a breakfast burrito, or you know, eat a raw potato, something, just something to keep the uh, something to put the gas in the tank. And then I'd probably either I'd stay up and watch a little bit of news and then pass out, or just go back to bed. <clears throat> and yes, every day I hurt. So I'm not complaining about it. I'm just saying it does hurt every day I get up. But I get to get up. And right now my foot is killing me. Like literally everything from my ankle down to my toes hurts. Don't know why. I think I might have pinched a nerve or some weird thing. But I figured out I want to get this podcast out of the way before I started that. 
Now, for those, uh, we're going to get off of this subject now for the moment. Because there's, I'm pretty sure I'm going to get stacks of shit for the, uh, for having brought up the subject. But I'm going to bring up another controversial subject. Just to cap off what I, what, what you may or may not have missed. We're all being encouraged to wear face masks. Uh, Republicans are blaming, blaming Democrats. Democrats are blaming Republicans. Uh, those of us... Those of my friends who actually think clearly and nonpartisanly, for the most part, are seeing all these little gaps and holes and loopholes. Now, what really uh, people are throwing out the fact that this disease is going to become uh, this shit is going to keep cycling around and it may come back every year. I don't think so. You may disagree with me. You don't have to like what I say, but you're listening. And I'm not dispelling hordes of medical experts, <clears throat> but I found out that when I found out that Dr. Fauci, President Trump's uh, pandemic specialist, when I found out that uh, that uh, Trump was trying to plast that horror. Um, Hydrochlora, whatever the hell it is, when they were trying to pass that as a uh, 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 as a shot, possibly for COVID nineteen, I was thinking, okay, who gives a damn? This stuff doesn't have a vaccine yet at all. Then I come to find out, Doctor Fauci is getting kickbacks because he owns stock in the company that makes the hydrochlor or whatever. He actually gets kickbacks from that. If it wasn't for that, I'd, I, I might buy into it a little more, but I'm still not buying the Kool-Aid. And as some of you know, I posted the actual COVID numbers for the state, the county, and then the city that I live in. And... A, uh, what is it, a week ago? Excuse me. A week ago, your chances of getting COVID in this state. If you were in this city, in Wichita, Kansas, <coughs> your chances of dying from COVID were 0. 0.0054. So not even one-tenth of one-tenth of one percent were dying and i i already come to expect the number to be uh, to be bloated because of deaths being counted that aren't covid that are being counted as covid direct deaths so y'all uh, everybody can argue with me i mean i've got people who don't agree with me uh uh, uh who don't agree with me one way, and the others who agree with me, uh, who don't agree with me the other. I'm not going to wear a mask because I'm very low risk. If I'm carrying it, I'm not getting it, so I'm not going to. I'm not going to be that worried about it. Do I wash my hands when I need to? Do I wear a mask? No. Um, in my opinion, uh, I'm being sequestered. 
to quarantine myself and self-isolate myself for a disease I am, or for a virus that I am not likely to get, let alone ever likely to suffer from. I've already done the number crunching, and quite frankly, the numbers are so small. I mean, if it was even, if it was even uh, a 10 to 15% chance, and yes, I did the numbers nationwide as well. No, we're not even close to we're not even close to fuck to ten percent at all in this country. In fact, if you take out the inflated numbers where the does where the person had COVID but wasn't didn't die from it, I'm sure the numbers would fucking go down a lot. And I'm not trying to be political here. That's why uh, uh, that's why I'm not trying to throw in any politicians. But a fascist state is one where we all know the numbers, yet people act idiotic anyway. Like, we have, and this is what surprised me, in, in, in our government, we have a bunch of baby boomers, people who were born in 1964 and before. And they're the ones running everything, or basically everything, and hold the highest positions of power. And they're the ones stating we need to lock down, use face masks, wash your hands, all the stuff we were doing before. They're not wearing masks, most of them aren't, and most of them aren't social distancing. So we're all under, a t we're all being put under quarantine for something that's a lot more likely to kill them than it is us. Explain to me where the hell the logic is in that. That doesn't make any sense at all to me. Now, The only other thing I want to point out is just something because I, I literally saw this today and I was thinking, what in the hell? I've heard political dissidents on both sides and I just laugh at all of it. Literally every little bit of it. <clears throat> I was listening to a thing today and they asked President Trump about uh, former Barack Obama and his uh, response about uh, Trump doing something, and he literally said Obama was an incompetent president, he was completely incompetent, he shouldn't have been running the country. I'm not going to say he's wrong, but I will say look at the fine mess we're in right now. When Obama was in office, as a retrospective, we had Ebola. It was, it was such a small thing. Could they have locked the entire country down like they're doing now? Could they have? Yes. Did they? No. They didn't come close to that. We weren't even told about it until it was an epidemic level. And it wasn't even epidemic levels. But our lives weren't completely frozen by a bunch of old farts who were afraid to lose their power. That's what worries me. Is... Like, uh, I reported on this crap when it first started up, and I said to use your brains, and a lot of people aren't. And I've got hordes, and I'm not joking, I mean hordes, of people telling me, well, I've got this many, you know, I've got 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50 years in the medical industry. And this is the worst I've ever seen. 
and a few of these people, quite a few in fact, have uh, have stated that they've got these medical certifications from the 80s. What? Okay. Hurry up and get it. But yeah, all uh, there are some people who have had these certifications from the 80s, 70s and 80s and 90s, and a couple of them have were locked up or or incarcerated for a certain amount of time, and all of a sudden they're experts. Now, if you have if you were in the ex, if you were a, a, an expert in the field, 25 year. Uh, if the last time you were an expert in the medical field was 25 years ago and then you got incarcerated and you got out and, you don't, and you're an expert all of a sudden, no, 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 25 years? You have to go back to fucking school. I'm not an immunologist, so I'm not going to tell you that a PhD in, uh, somebody got their PhD in immunology 25 years ago but remained active in that field needs to go back because, no, they're at the forefront of their field. They're at the forefront. Now, that's like me going to a car mechanic who hit like 18, 25 years of age, got busted for stealing a car, spent 30 years in pen, and then comes out and he's an expert in cars. Well, when he went into prison, they didn't have fuel injection. Now, they have fuel injection. Hell, they have smart cars. He's no longer an expert. He's an expert in antiques now. So yeah, basic. I'm I'm working off of basic science here. Nothing else. Basic science stuff we learn in elementary school. And while I wasn't very good at math in in school at all, I went into a percentage calculator and did all the percentages, which I need to do again, and redo the numbers, which are only going to shift slightly. We've had literally like since we opened up, we've had. 25 deaths, and 25 deaths is not even 1% when you consider the, st the numbers of the state. Because we're like 2, what is it, 2 point something bil million people in this state? It just in this state is like over 2 million. So you compare that to almost 200 deaths, we're not even at 1% yet. Not even. We're still well below that. Now you take all the deaths in all the counties, and it might, but we're statewide deaths are, are still below 200. Now, with that having been said, our president, who put, our, uh, the president, I didn't vote for him, but he's still the president. He's not my president, but he's the president of the United States. This president is saying that the president before him was incompetent and unsuitable for the job. Newsflash, so is Trump. He is, anybody who doesn't agree with him wholeheartedly and go along with his vote, oh, they're crazy. I didn't like him that much. Didn't see him that much. The evidence is all over the news. And I'm not even, I'm not even coming close to being anti, I'm not even being coming close to being anti-Trump. I'm literally looking at the facts. Yes, I'm adding a little bit of uh, I'm adding a little bit of satirical uh, side commentary, but we got our we got a check, even though we had an H and R block card, 
we got a paper check with Trump's name on it. Ironically enough, it had his name in print in in uh, printed form, Times Roman numeral, or whatever's on checks. The person who signed the check was not Trump. We got a letter thanking us for uh, participating in uh, the uh, the stimulus check program. And I still doesn't know how the hell Trump's signature is the way it is. But that's for another podcast. Uh, you guys need to stay safe. Of course, wash your fucking hands. I'm not advocating for face masks because when you have face masks, okay, in Wuhan, China, in China and Japan, people wear face masks. A lot of people wear face masks. And more than 10% of them get sick when a pandemic breaks out. The people wearing the face masks still get sick. To put that in perspective, that's like you trying to wear, uh, or that's like you trying to put up a chain link fence to stop mosquitoes from coming in. Doesn't work. They prevent it somewhat. And for those people who were like, well, the N95 masks work really well. They're the, here's, for most people, I would say, okay, but I'm going to point out a small flaw in the in those masks. You have to have a seal around your, your nasal and oral orifice. If you don't shave this part of your face, you can't get that seal. That or you put uh, petroleum jelly there and then make sure you've not got this. I can't wear them. I'm not going to wear a mask because it's not going to do me any good. I've got, to be, I've got this. I'm not shaving it off just for this. But... If you, you're, you're going to have hair. So unless you shave all around here, you need to use petroleum jelly and then stick that mask on that and not let it move. That ha- That's the only way to get that seal. Now, having gotten that out of the way, I hope you guys have a pleasant day. I want to give a shout out to uh, Laura Witham, Gregory Allen Manuel. I think I got it right that time. Sprout, as I affectionately call him. He's got his. Uh, he's got a, a new podcast with uh, Dusty Grant. Uh, you jump, go check that out if you want to. I don't care if you do or not. I mean, <laughs> it's not like I'm getting free advertising anyway, <laughs> or I'm. It's not like I'm getting any advertisement. It's just me fluxing it out there. Um, I want to thank, uh, like I said, Laura Witham, Sprout. Uh, Sam Rowe, she does throw some, she does unknowingly throw some ideas out that I latched onto or something that I latch onto and go with it. Uh, Sean Hamilton, whatever he's doing overseas, hope to hear from him soon. Um, Bob Holly, Robert Holly, whichever one you want to call him, I don't care. He's probably not going to even listen to this, but I'm giving him a shout out just because. And finally, Oh, Amy Sonster. Um, there's a lot of things we don't agree on. Me and Amy don't agree about quite a few things. But she's still my friend, and I still get ideas from her, even if she doesn't even know she's giving me ideas. She's giving me ideas. So I just want to shout out to those people. Anybody who uh, feels that they are missing from my shout-outs comment, I need feedback. I get that from Laura, 
Sprout acknowledges the fact that I do my podcast and the fact that he's an artist and uh, doing all the stuff he does and he's acknowledging my podcast, good enough for me. Um, I would uh, I would ask uh, for a few other people, but you know, if if you want if you want a shout out, give me some feedback, okay, people. All right, well, I'm gonna get off here. I have to shrink this down and put put it up on YouTube. All right, peace out. Think safe. Wash your hands, and please keep your brain.